Welcome to the Breathe Life Podcast. I'm Fahim Mujahid, a Miami-based integrative health and life coach, fitness and nutrition expert, personal trainer, and private yoga and meditation teacher. Each week, we'll explore meaningful content surrounding the importance and impact of living a life of mindfulness or inspiring interviews with the same intention. Together, we'll incorporate a variety of topics given with the same intention to educate, enrich, and inspire one's life. Welcome home. So I'd like to spend a little bit of time today talking about what it means to live a life that's that resembles the kind of life or the quality of life that you want to have for yourself. I think the thing is, it comes up a lot in conversations that I'm having with clients. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to do specifically with clients. It could be a conversation with friends or family members. And one of the things that constant that constantly comes up is that I believe that we're, we're, we're too willingly, we willingly give our power to outside influences. We give our power to outside conversations, to outside things throughout the day, whether it's something that upsets us at the beginning of the day or whether it's some news that we hear on the radio or that we consume in the TV or maybe it's reading something in a newspaper. I think what happens is, for whatever reason, we've been conditioned, we have been conditioned to believe that a lot of that power that we have in order to maximize the kind of life that we want for ourselves is power that's outside focused as opposed to inside focused. And a lot of times what I end up doing is trying to get the people in which I'm having these conversations with to understand the true, not only a capability, but also the true power of the subconscious mind. So there's different studies that back up different points of view when it comes to the conscious and subconscious mind. Uh, but I actually think it was a recent study, I think it was about the Harvard Business Review, and I and don't quote me on it, and I'll see if I could reference back to it, and I'll quote the specific article or the study in which I saw this. But it said about 85 to 90% of our life, we exist in our subconscious mind. So our life or the reality that we're ex- experiencing every day on a day-to-day basis is something that's being designed um, by our subconscious, right? As opposed to where we may want to think that it's being constantly responding or constantly being created by our conscious mind, right? Having the ability to be able to consciously decide how we're going to respond to things or how we view things or or the best, I don't know, just kind of like how we take it, how we take the experience of life in all together. And what you find is that a lot of times these narratives that we experience on a day-to-day basis, on a week-to-week basis, on a month-to-month basis, and so forth and so on, a lot of the a lot of the storyboard is already being created by our subconscious. Not only that, but those same studies or similar studies also show that a lot of times, not only is it the thoughts that we have that kind of get in the way of the life that we want for ourselves or what we what we envision for ourselves. But more than not, you'll find that not only the thoughts, it's the language. It's the actual language, the things that we say, the things that we read, the places or the things that take our mind to certain places throughout the day that really dictate how we feel and how we show up for our lives. And I just found that to be really interesting because I don't know how often we think about a lot of the words or a lot of the narrative that we're having in our mind or the thoughts that we say you know, constantly. Whether it's, you know, I'm, I'm so lazy, or I'll never lose the weight, or I'll never find true love, or I'll never be completely happy. On the surface, we think those, you know, we think for the most part, those are pretty insignificant. But in reality, how we communicate to ourselves and how we, 
and how we and how we uh, show up and how we speak to ourselves has a huge impact on how we think and then and therefore how we feel and ultimately what ends up coming and manifesting into our lives. In fact, studies have shown that over fifty thousand thoughts per day. So we have over fifty thousand. Just think about that for a second. Fifty thousand thoughts per day. So think of all the things that you say, whether or not you do it to overcome or defeat. Just think about what that means and how that shows up. What are some of the things that you automatically say to yourself? What are some of the thoughts that you automatically go to? What are some of your default thought mechanisms? Your your reactionary thoughts. Chances are we're having the same thoughts over and over again because our perception without being confronted or without being challenged, our perception continues to create the same experiences over and over again. So if you had to think about that for a second, if you had to think about those 50,000 thoughts per day, if you were truly at a place where you're ready to be open and honest with yourself, how many of those thoughts, what percentage of those thoughts would you give yourself to thinking that they fall along the lines of negative thoughts or self-fulfilling positive thoughts? I thought that was an interesting study when I, when I found out. You know, and the other thing that I saw, another study that I wanted to reference is that it said the latest in neuroscience psychology adds weight on the idea that the kind of talk you engage has a profound impact on the quality of life. So the kind of talk you engage has a profound impact on the quality of life. All right, so Professor Will Hart at the University of Alabama conducted four experiments in which participants either recalled or experienced a positive or negative or neutral event. They found that people who described the neutral event in ways that suggested it was ongoing actually felt more positive. And when they described a negative event in the same way, they experienced more negativity. In simple terms, the language you use to describe circumstances determines how you see the experience and how you participate in them dramatically affects how you feel with your life and confront the problems both big and small. Again, guys, how you talk. So for me, what was a huge takeaway for me is, I think a lot of times, and you, you can't help but when, you, when you're doing a lot of mindfulness work or training or meditation work with a lot of the clients that I work with, you get very into the mind, right? defining the connection and relationship between the mind and the brain. But very seldomly do you get a chance to really get back to thinking about the actual talk, the actual dialogue. How you not only verbalize things when you're when you're communicating an experience or when you're sharing an experience with someone or when you're having a conversation, a mutual conversation with friends. Rarely do we think about how we're being or how we're showing up in that exact moment in the words that we're saying. Because the powerful thing about the words that we decide to use, the descriptions that we give to things, they have an ability to not only impact what we're currently experiencing, but they also have an impact of unrolling other things that are of that same likeness in our lives. So it could be merely something as simple as seeing something as a problem So I can say to you, you know what, I'm having a problem in this relationship, or I'm having a problem at this exam, or I'm having a problem with this client. And that could could very well be the honest truth. And if I'm communicating that with a friend or someone, that could just be my truth in that moment. 
and we can have a conversation about how big of an issue this is or how big of a problem it is and what I can do to overcome it and how I can change my perception on it. But if I just simply replace the word problem and replace it, let's say, with an opportunity or a challenge, I like opportunity better. So I have an opportunity within this relationship to rise to a certain level of awareness to kind of see what's here for me to uncover, what's here, what's part of this experience am I supposed to learn from? I have an opportunity with this client where I'm sensing a bit of resistance. Instead of it being a problem, it's an opportunity for me to be able to find unique ways and maybe more fulfilling or more meaningful opportunities to be able to connect with that person, connect with that individual, as opposed to putting it, simply putting it in the category of it just being a problem. So it's how you communicate, not just in the communication that you have with other people, but it's how you communicate with yourself. The language, the narrative in your mind makes an impact, but make sure you simplify that and you break it down also to how you communicate outwardly. But it's also what you digest, right? I think the thing about language is that if we're, if we're not mindful of it, we're taking in this language every day. We're taking in this language almost every second of every day. Most of us get in our cars. The first thing we do is if we're not turning on the news, we're turning on music. And music, whether it's, um, it doesn't matter what genre you're in, all music, for the most part, unless you're listening to instrumentals, all music has words attached to it or associated with it. And the thing about words is that they have the ability to be able to transport your mind somewhere completely different, right? So you could be hearing or could be talking about or listening to a song that has to do with, I don't know, Summer Bonnie's R. Kelly. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why my mind automatically went to that. But you can have that song and I could really like the beat because back in the days I remember really liking the beat and summertime in the 90s. It was, uh, that was one of the biggest hits at the time. And you find yourself bobbing along with the music, and if I were to play it now, the beat would still be somewhat catchy. But it's hard for me not to allow my mind to go back into some of those same experiences from my past. But also, it's kind of hard to, it's incredibly hard for me not to allow my mind to start thinking about partying, to start thinking about, um, I don't know, women, women who are, you know, dressing in scantily dressed or thinking about, you know, cooking out or drinking or being irresponsible or just wilding out altogether, right? That's just where that song takes my mind. And a lot of that has to do with the association from my past and where I was when I was listening to it and what I had going on. So I'm not saying that that song in particular is going to do the same thing for all of us. But what I'm saying is words that we have in our songs have the ability to be able to transport us other places. Even if it's a word or even if it's a song that I don't have any association with. It could be a song that I heard for the first time or that I'm hearing for the first time. Words in and of themselves can transport you wherever you want to go. So we have to be cognizant of what we're consuming and what kind of words we're taking in throughout the day. You know, one of the things that I always want to do whenever we're spending time together on this podcast, and, and, and for the most part, it'll happen at the beginning of the show as opposed to in the middle or after the first quarter of the show or anything like that, like we're gonna do it today. But it's gonna be an opportunity for us to, for each show we're gonna pick a word. 
you know, I just went on and on about how much I value words and how words have the ability to be able to transport us places. I think the beautiful thing about words too is that the more we understand it, the more we truly understand words, I think we regain our power, the power that those words have over us, and we can use it as a tool to be able to empower us, right? Words like anxiety, fear, doubt, love, pain, right? To really be able to, we all go to a certain place, our minds go to a certain place when we hear those words. And a lot of times, if you just truly seek to truly understand the meaning behind those words, sometimes it can somewhat just help heighten or shift, slightly shift your perception of the word. So in taking full responsibility of how powerful words can be, we're gonna commit a word to this podcast today. And the word for today is purpose. Purpose. So I was recently asked, I was in, a, I was in, the, in between a training session, and one of the things that I do when I'm training is I have an opportunity in most of my training sessions that I call uh, neuroplasticity moments, where as a client is exhausted and really feels like he or she can't go anymore, what, I, what I'll do is I'll just add in random questions just to kind of get their neurotransmitters to start firing and their brains to start thinking in that state of exhaustedness, right? So that you're building and you're, you're, you're strengthening the neural connectors within their brain and how it functions. So I'll just ask a, ra- a random question. Like you could be doing, you could be like on your 20th burpee and you're exhausted and I may say, okay, what's your favorite word or what's your favorite book? Or, you know, what's your favorite time of day? And I was doing one of these experiences yesterday with an awesome client of mine. And at the time, her boyfriend had, who, who was also in on the training session, were, were kind of waiting and being loving and supportive while she was finishing her training session. And he had asked me what my favorite word was. Because one of the questions that I asked her and him was what their favorite words were. And I can't remember right at the moment what their response to that was. But for me, the word came up as purpose. I think I'm at a point in my life where I'm finally following what I believe my purpose is. I think. If I'm, if I'm gonna be completely honest, I think for a long time I had an idea of what I thought that purpose for my life was. The impact that I felt called to share or the impact I felt called to do. And a lot of times I allowed that self-thought, that self-thought and self-doubt, I'm sorry, anxiety and fear. I let all that stuff that shows up in our lives, I let it show up and I let it quiet that knowing voice that I had within myself. And I'm at a place in my life where I'm no longer willing to do that. Everything I do, everything I say, every step I take is within accordance to my purpose. So purpose for me right now is something that really, really, really resonates. So when you look up the word purpose in the Webster Dictionary, you'll find the reason, so purpose now, the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. So I'm gonna read that again, purpose, noun. The reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. Wow. So I need not tell you how often that idea of purpose or the topic of purpose comes up in my conversations or in my coaching sessions. I spend a lot of time unpacking this. And I think, you know, as the quote goes, your clients will always reflect your certain level of awareness within yourself. 
So I don't think that it's coincidence that as I find myself more in align with my purpose, I'm naturally being drawn or called to work with people who are also in the process of figuring out what their purpose is. I did a recent I did a recent search, and what I found what I found on the idea of purpose is that majority of people existing in today's worldly experience have a void where they feel as if they don't have or haven't been able to identify what their purpose is. And if you're anything like myself and you've gone a long time or what feels like a lifetime without having a full, clear, identitive purpose, it can be it can be daunting, it could be intimidating, it could be scary, it can be empty, it can be whatever adjective you want to attach to it, but you can feel in a lot of in a lot of ways you can feel lost. And it's really hard to talk someone off of or out of that feeling of feeling lost or feeling that way because there's really no perfect answer to how to arrive at that place where that purpose for you will become crystal clear. You know, I remember coming across one of my all-time, well, one of my all-time favorite authors, but it was my grandmother's favorite author, hands down, Brene Brene Brown. She talks about when she had given a speech somewhere and she had talked about how fulfilled and how excited she was because she found this calling or this purpose to do what she felt in her life. And she encouraged everyone in the audience that when you find that purpose, seek it out and go at it 220%. And, you know, everyone stood up and applaud and she couldn't help but feel as if it was received well. And then after the show, a person came up to her and again, I'm sure I'm misquoting because it was a while since I've read this passage in her book. But I think the lady came and said something to the extent of, you know, I follow, I've been following you for a long time. I follow a lot of inspiration, a lot of the stuff that you teach, and a lot of stuff that you say. But I have to admit, coming to hear you talk today was probably one of the most depressing moments of my life. You spent so much time talking about how fulfilled and exciting your life is now that you've identified your purpose. Here I've been spending 40 years, the last 42 years of my life, and I haven't come across what that purpose is for me. And it wasn't into that moment having you on the stage and giving that, giving that speech about how important and how meaningful your work is because you have found your purpose. It's not into that moment that I felt the lowest of the lows. And I won't get into Brene Brown's response to it. I'll let her, in, the, in her book, I'll let her speak for herself. But what I will say is that whenever that question of purpose comes up in my conversations with clients, I can only give them what I believe is the, is what I believe is my truth. So here's what I would say when it comes to purpose. I believe purpose in a lot of ways is communicated from the inside, not from the outside. So I think the more consistently we find moments of stillness, it doesn't necessarily have to be moments of meditation, but the more consistently we arrive at a place of stillness, when we make a conscious effort to quiet our mind from the constant thinking, the constant doing, the closer and more in tune we can get to that voice. You call it one universe, you can call it God, you can call it Buddha, you can call it Allah, whatever you call it. The more we seek out those moments of stillness, the clearer that voice becomes within us. 
I also think that the universe communicates to us through our passions, through our hobbies, through the things that really set our life on fire. From as small as the conversations with friends, to the places we travel, to the pages we stop and really glance at when we're paneling through a magazine, I think the things that we're drawn to give us a slight insight into what our alignment and what our purpose is, the things that set our spirit on fire. So what I also want to say in addition to that is that when you're trying to seek out what this purpose of yours is, I want you to take into consideration to love yourself to an understanding of, I think purpose is a very dynamic thing. To me, purpose is a very dynamic thing, right? I don't think it's necessarily one place that you arrive or one idea for your life or one action step for your life that you say, okay, now that I've been able to identify this purpose, my entire life will be shifted towards making sure that I'm working in alignment with that. As beautiful as as I believe that thought is, I also think it's equally important and just as beautiful to make sure you allow yourself room to move and evolve as your purpose moves and evolves. The purpose in and of itself is a very dynamic thing. I think as you go through these experiences that we call life, I think it changes you in certain ways. And that change is something that I think is not only consistent throughout life, but I think it's something that should be welcomed with an understanding that every experience has an ability to somewhat shift your perception on even your purpose. And I think for a long time I was fixated on what my purpose should be and once I found the quote unquote purpose, then that that purpose wasn't gonna change. Everything was a means to an end. I need to make sure that that person or that purpose was something that I, I, I met every morning and I went and I went to bed with every night. And I didn't necessarily take into consideration the, the dynamic ability of purpose. So when it started changing into something differently, I questioned it. You know, for 16 years, I believed my purpose was just movement related. After I stopped playing football and kind of left the football career alone, I really felt like my purpose, my calling was to really work in the body, on the external body. Right, so for, so for 15, 16 years, as a strength coach and a trainer and a yoga instructor, that's all I focused on was the external shell of the body. And when I started realizing, as I became more aware of what I felt the universe was communicating to me through my own experiences, through my own loss, losses in life, through my own success gains in life, through my own personal experience, I started realizing that there was, I was being drawn to the conversation about spirituality and mindfulness. And as I started using that interest and being courageous and vulnerable enough to seek out what I felt was to be gained from this experience, the more open I was to receiving, the clearer the purpose became for me. So yeah, was it was it terrifying to a certain extent? Yeah, I mean, I spent so much time putting all this energy and building a private corrective and personal training studio in one of the most beautiful places or parts of Miami, you know, and I've been, and I had this brick and mortar studio for almost seven years now, and now I'm being directed and shifted in a different way that if I'm being completely honest, could somewhat conflict or cause me to evolve outside of 
my current space, a place that I've considered and called home for a long time. So there was a lot of resistance initially because I felt my purpose was already clear. Saw this new energy that was coming where I felt I was being called to what I felt my life was trying to communicate to me. I resisted for a long time, for a long time. So what I wanted, I just say that to say, make sure that you go in with your eyes and your heart open. Don't be so steadfast in thinking that you know all the answers. And any, and if you're blessed enough to be able to identify what you feel like your purpose is at this point in your life, be willing to allow it to evolve because you'll evolve. So make sure you leave room in your heart and your mind for that. So I want to leave you guys with, with, with just not only with that, but going back on how we started, really be mindful of what you're saying and the words that you're consuming and digesting every day. You know, you may not necessarily know it or be able to feel it at the exact moment. But those words, how you talk to yourself, how you talk to others, has a profound way of showing up for how you feel and how you think. And how you think and how you feel ultimately rolls its way out to evolving into what you experience in this world. And if you're at a place similar to where I'm at, where I acknowledge my blessings, but I do want more fulfillment in my life. I do want to feel more connected to my purpose. I do want to feel more abundance in my life. I do want to impact more people in a beautiful, meaningful way. The only way to accomplish that goal is to really be mindful of not only my thoughts, but the language and how I treat myself in the conversations that I have with myself as well as with others. The other thing I wanted to make sure that we close out on is the idea of purpose. Using it as a word for today, you know, spend some time and think about that for a bit. What does, what does that word, hearing that word purpose, where does that take you mentally? What do you think about? What shows up for you in your life? Journal it, write it down. You know, when you write it down, it's real. So write down, when you hear purpose, now, the reason for which something is done or created, or for which something exists, do you know your purpose? Are you in line with your purpose? Are you in search of your purpose? Do you believe everyone has a purpose? Does the word purpose annoy you, right? So there's, you know, whatever that truth, whatever shows up for you, I would love to hear your feedback. So guys, I don't want to go too far over today, but I just want to get up here and just start the conversation to give you guys a more accurate outline of how this conversation in our podcast is going to start going. I have a lot of really cool content that we're going to get into later on down the road, but I really love how we're starting things off and we're going to clean this up and, and create something really special. The more experience that we have, the further we go along this journey. But one thing that we're going to do is that at the end of every show, we're always going to close out saying that the purpose of this show, this purpose of this conversation is to be able to lovingly breathe more life, more mindfulness and more love into your world, into your life, into your family, into the lives of your community. And I think that if we hold each other, if we hold each other responsible, if we hold each other accountable, if we create space for each other to be able to share and be vulnerable, I think we could do anything. So with that being said, thank you guys for hanging out and thank you guys for taking a little bit of time out of your day. Um, 
Hey Tribe, so if you're excited about the Breathe Life content and you want to find other ways to stay connected, the next time you're on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, be sure to type in Fahim Mujahid or Breathe Life into the search bar and check out all the mindful things we have going on on 